The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Well, we're going to the world of cars and Porsche going electric. The car maker just unveiled its own electric Macan. I caught up with Timo Resch, the new president and CEO of Porsche Cars North America, in an exclusive interview just ahead of the launch. And we discussed his outlook for the company as they try to tackle the EV market here in the States. Have a listen. When you think about your role and the time ahead, how zeroed in are you to this EV story with Porsche, electrification of your existing models? Ed, thanks for having uh, me and having uh, Porsche Cars North America here. I think it's uh, definitely a very, very important year, but it's not that we are entering the electric space now as newbies. With uh, Porsche Taycan, we already have quite a successful history of entering the marketplace and being pioneers in bringing the electrification to this industry. And I think we are especially well prepared because uh, the Porsche um, electric cars really feel like a Porsche has to feel. They are all about performance, about the looks, the whole DNA, and all of that in a practicality uh, terms of package. So I think we are well prepared, and I'm really excited for the year 2024. But you're also in a difficult spot, aren't you? Because you're going to have people that, that look at Taycan, the upcoming battery electric Macan, and then there are going to be those that like to drive the stick shift 83 Carrera with the whale tail, and they'll never buy an EV Timo. What's your plan for those people? I think we are in the perfect position because we can cater to all of the customer needs. I think the Porsche brand has always been about uh, offering the choice, the freedom, and to, um, to provide this opportunity to fulfill your dream. And I think this is what uh, Porsche will always do also in the future. So we can cater to the customers that, for example, are looking for an electric, very, very sporty SUV, uh, like the Macan BEV, which has all the DNA of Porsche in it. And at the same time, we continue to sell um, stick shift manual 911s, which are maybe at the other end of the spectrum. So and I think that's what a brand like Porsche is all about, that you are really catering to the needs of the customers and always being cutting edge technology, being at the forefront of things that customers are asking for. It is the eve of the big unveil of the BEV or e in Singapore. Is your expectation that the e outsells in this market, North America, the, the Taycan? I think you appreciate if we cannot really give predictions. We are pretty sure that with the launch of the Macan Electric, we will pretty much uh, not be able to cope with the demand and definitely in the first year. I think there's definitely a lot of demand. A lot of people are waiting for a product like this. And this comes at uh, a stage where the Macan, as we have it in the market right now with the combustion, elect uh, the combustion engine uh, car, has its most successful year in its history uh, as of last year. So there's high demand for the existing platform and i think a lot of people are looking for this new latest edge technology that does everything that the mccann already has going for it even to a higher degree so for that uh, for that reason i feel positive about it and then we can really see in the year 2025 and upcoming what the real relationship between the ice version and the bev version will be right but in the first the first year i think it's just customer demand driven and what we can supply from our factory in germany 
So, well, exactly so. So you're supply constrained, right, Timo? You know that demand for the electric Macan is going to outweigh your ability to supply. When you are phoning your, your counterparts in Germany, how much supply are they able to guarantee you for that first year? I can't go into details of numbers, but I think uh, we are very much driven by providing usually always just one car less than the mass market is asking for. So this is what um, our flexibility also in terms of our production pipeline. Having both of these cars come out of our factory in Leipzig in Germany, that gives us this perfect possibility to custom tailor um, our supply chain to the market demands. And for that reason, I'm sure we will hit the right spot supplying enough uh, um, Macan overall. And I assume in the first couple of months, uh, there will be more demand than we can supply for the Macan uh, BEF. Is this the end of the gasoline-powered Macan long-term? Is the idea that, that the powertrain is just a straight swap, phase out gasoline and go to battery electric on the SUV? For the time being, uh, we at Porsche are convinced that we have to offer our customers the choice of drivetrains. And that's also the reason that we did not come up with a different naming. So the Macan is what the Macan stands for. All of the positive elements of the Macan um, success that we have is also carried forward in, forward in the Macan electric. And for that reason, I don't count out the Macan with the combustion internal engine for the future. And so we are very happy to be able to offer both of them in the marketplace for the foreseeable future next to each other. So you, you're an experienced executive in the world of automotive, right? BMW, now Porsche, but those are like the, the legacy German names, right? And the, the market right now is fascinating. Look at something like Tesla's Cybertruck. You come into the role as CEO of Porsche Cars North America. When you look over your shoulder with the e-Macan coming, who are you worried about out there? Is it the Cybertruck? You know, it's a higher spec, expensive model in the first instance that goes to the high net worth individual or the big spender? Or are you worried about the electrified offerings from some of your, your German peers, like Mercedes, for example? I think in terms of design and appeal and technology really being cutting technology, we as Porsche can usually um, have a lot of people that start being convinced and being excited about the Porsche brand. So we, we see that there will be a lot of opportunities to get um, the Porsche family growing, but at the same time also get existing Porsches excited, for, uh, Porsche fans excited for the Macan BEV. So there's, I think, a lot of opportunity in the still growing uh, BEV market where customers will come from and start joining the Porsche family and start this experiencing what the feeling of a Porsche, the Porsche product is all about. What does the data tell you about where you're taking market share in EV? Historically, are you taking it from the former Tesla Model S buyer or is it that you're taking more share from historically combustion engine buyers? When we look at Taycan figures, we see that obviously we had, especially in the beginning when we started to launch the car in 2019, a very strong growth from within the Porsche family. That became a second or third car. And now we have seen that more and more, obviously also with the electrification, charging infrastructure growing, that more and more people start to use these cars, not just for the fun of this very powerful and instantaneous uh, drivetrain, but they see it's uh, overall plus uh, in terms of capabilities. And uh, that is for us a reason to see that they will, they will come from all different kind of sources and we don't specifically just count on one of them being the ma major source. Timo, America was, was critically important to Porsche in 2023, in part because China's 
growth was decelerating. And I think Porsche has said 2024 is going to be difficult in China as well. What kind of pressure are you under to keep the growth going here in the United States, North America more broadly, when a key market like China is slowing down? Being responsible for the North American market, I would like to focus on these topics. But if you see the overall balance of distribution of sales of Porsche, I think the Porsche brand is perfectly balanced in terms of its international distribution of sales. So this is a really, let's say, great time to see that this, uh, there is not such a huge dependency on the Chinese market as it might be for some other brands. And we see the brand being in a very good position. Uh, I think we have high desirability. You can see that in all different kinds of stuff. And for that reason, I also see good possibility to continue on this growth pattern of uh, sustainable growth also here in the United States or in the North American market overall. So we will, uh, I think, driven by customer demand, continue the success story. Uh, Elon Musk was talking this time a year ago about potential force majeure that could happen throughout the year and hit EV demand. Uh, are you seeing yourself, Timo, as an Elon Musk in this EV space as you enter this new role as Porsche North uh, America CEO? Or, or you have a slightly different style in how you approach things? I wouldn't uh, go any way close to making comparisons like that. I think Porsche has always been unique and it's in, in its own space. And I think that also holds true to the entire team because it's not just uh, me. I think it's the entire team of the Porsche Cars North America operations here in Atlanta at our headquarters and especially in the field and in our, I think, very unique and extremely powerful uh, dealership, 198 dealers across the United States. So I think we are uniquely positioned for future growth and especially for a very demand-oriented growth, because I think that's at the end what is driving and also keep making sure that the Porsche brand always will stay true to itself. I think it's this very unique connection between our customers and the brand. And this, if you look back into the year 2023, when we had the biggest Porsche gathering of the world taking place at Laguna Seca, and we had uh, more than 85,000 people come to the racetrack and enjoying this Porsche brand together. I would say no other brand that I've ever seen that can do something like that. And I think that's unique to the brand and we want to keep that because Porsche is Porsche because it continuously has been evolving and never stood still. Timo Resch, Porsche North America President CEO. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.